P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. It's, it's coming to a close, Kyle. It's almost there. We have part one of two of the last two oh, movies we'll yeah. speak about. This has been... Ever. This has been something. Certainly has. And, I mean, I guess this is one of the last times we can really react to the Hoff fans' comments, and, or at least read them on air. We react to them off air all the time. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, let's just dive right into this one, I think. So, I found this cool comment on The Invention of Lying, which was more of the Ricky Gervais show than the Philip yes, Seymour Hoffman then, show. And then the one minute <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman cameo. But it seems like uh, the Hoff fans agree. Matthew said, that's funny. The other day I was like, Ricky Gervais thinks he's really funny. He's not that funny. But I like him enough. Meh. <laughs> I guess that's fair, right? Like, you know, I love a good... Well, I, lo- I say eh, but I love a good... Eh. Yeah, you know, eh. that, that that's the general reaction. and Fair. Sure. With that movie, fair. And then uh, after that, we had uh, Jack Goes Boating, his directorial debut in the only film he ever directed. Um, this was cool. We got... Uh, Matt said that he worked with him on Leap of Faith... Uh, Way back when. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. Leap of faith. Long and, time ago. And for the first three days or so, he thought that uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was a gaffer, like just part of the crew. And then he was like, because I mean, he he's part into, of the crew on, in the movie. Yeah. But he goes he goes into detail and says, uh, he was telling me about the lights, elect, electrical system, etc. He was staying in character because he was playing a roadie. And uh, it was fun time. And on the third day when I realized he was getting camera time I asked him uh, how that happened and he said my agent dude (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great that's great yeah that's That's great to hear I mean dedication to the role does that surprise you at all though no especially early it it just it's it's I I, validating validating thank you I was going to say rewarding validating is a very good word for it Uh, Moneyball got a lot of buzz a lot of uh, a lot of comments Thomas said how does someone a lot of hits Hits? Oh, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Went over my head there. But yes, a lot of hits, a lot of walks, because they're equal to hits ah, in Moneyball. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Thomas said, how does someone get to play Art Howe? I don't know. He got cast as agent. Yes. <laughs> Friends with Bennett Miller since college. Yeah. I mean, that, that sums uh... it up. Matt said it's one of the greatest movies of all time. You know I like it. Uh, Rick said, I highly recommend the book. I saw the... F- I saw the film first, and that's why I read the book. The film is very good, but the book is engrossing. I also agree. And if you listen to that episode, you hear me talk about that book. Well, that episode was totally free. That, <laughs> that, that's, yeah. But but there's other uh, there's other comments I oh, definitely want wow. to talk about with Moneyball. Because this is something I think I might have mentioned, and if, and if I missed it, I want to address. Kenny says, very good film, but they make no reference to Mulder, Hudson, and Zito. Yes, I remember in me being lost between you and Joey talking... <laughs> baseball and so Mulder Hudson and Zito were three great pitchers the A's had that year and was a big part of the reason they they turned it around and won all those games but they weren't crucial to Hollywood no but they also (laughs) weren't not I want to say crucial but they also weren't part of the book that part of the book was eliminated as well so it's not it's not just the film's fault that's the book's fault but the author would said I didn't want to write a book about the Oakland A's I'm writing about analytics and baseball that part okay. really didn't have much to do with it. Yeah. I mean, that was his argument. 
And then last comment I'll say about Moneyball, Matthew said, I never saw that because I hate baseball so much. Thank you, Matthew. All right, Matthew. <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. Actually, I need to read this one, too, because it's similar. Okay. I love when people share like this. Dale said, I received this movie as a gift in Christ- on Christmas 2016, and I have yet to open it. That's not a good move, Dale. Open that. You'll enjoy it. Get on... Yeah. And that's rude Get to whoever... Get off your ass, Dale. That, that's rude to whoever gave you that gift. Yeah. Wow, what someone's considerate, someone thinks, hey, Dale's going to like this movie. I know Dale. And then, no, you're like, I'm not even going to open it. So, Dale, we we used to do this. What was was your, like, little you're, Oh, that, wow, this is a callback. <laughs> Let's bring it back. You're, you're on notice? Yeah, you're on notice, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> As we thrust our index fingers forward. Yeah, we always did that. I guess you just never heard yeah, just that never, through, the, yeah. through the microphones, but... Imagine it. Now you think. Oh, and and just uh, like Moneyball, Ides of March uh, got a lot. That's actually the opposite because there was one from Matt. Was a good film. That's That's the only comment we got. Comment Ides Ides of March. March. It was recently the Ides of March, the real Ides of March. Yeah. Did you get stabbed in the back? Uh, I'm always stabbed in the back by my friends. Not yet. Someone argued that 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 is not true. But well, you're the man of integrity. So. I am a man. <laughs> so, all right. What's the next one on your list? The Master, one of oh, your favorites. Well, we, knew, yeah. we knew it was going to be controversial. Yeah. So let me just read through uh, some of these. Hmm. Khalid said, "Really need to rewatch The Master. It's one of the few P.T. Anderson films I didn't initially love." That's a sentiment we get from a lot of people. Sure, and I tell people right away to rewatch it. Yeah. Cameron said, "I fell in love with this movie no more than five minutes in." It's still to this day my absolute favorite film of all time. Was that Cameron Crowe? No, Cameron Call. Oh. Uh, um, we don't say the last name. <laughs> Sorry, Cameron Call something. <laughs> uh, Ford said, "Brilliant." But Dario said, "Love this movie." Ariana said, "Awesome." R.I.P. Philip. But then Tom said, "Terrible." Jeff said, "Greatest film ever." So well, yeah, that's polarizing I, film. Does it get polarizing? polarizing not not in depth polarizing, <laughs> but uh, polarizing nonetheless. Boy, I'm just I'm there was none for uh, late quartet. So moving on, we've got for catching fire and one on that. Uh, what, was, what was that? That was the beginning of like the. Oh, then, oh, no, no, no. oh. I don't remember that. But Alyssa said, comes, anyway. uh, movie Hunger was a massive improvement over the first one to me. I really disliked the first Hunger Games. We kind of talked about it. You, you, you know with, why? With Kara. You know why she disliked it? Shaky camera? No Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh. That's, it's the difference maker. There it you the go, maker. Alyssa. And we'll, and we'll get into more Hunger Games today, so I hope you're listening today. Yes. So one more comment I'd like to say. K- Kaya... Um, commented on God's Pocket, but it wasn't about God's Pocket. It was actually about a movie that you were brought up before Jacko's Boating. Ah, uh, yes. Said, it hurt when you guys didn't like Jacko's Boating. And that was my first podcast. But I get it. It wasn't great. I just miss him so much. We miss him too. And, yeah. You know, maybe we'll do a Jacko's Boating rewatch. I think I told him, if you want like a, like a happy one, listen to Along Came Polly. Yeah, like a good a good vibe. It's episode. true. Yeah, we 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 are actually very positive with Philip and Roth movies and Philip and Rothman's work. Yeah, maybe we'll rewatch Jacko's Boating. I feel like it's owed a rewatch, but we appreciate your comments. We like the feedback, and 
I mean, keep them coming for the little episodes we have left. Yeah, well, I have uh, for... Um, oh, one more. One yes, more. One, one more movie, A Most Wanted Man. And for A Most Wanted Man, we had uh, Khalid saying such a great movie and performance... And then Tony, I remember, or to, uh, actually, I think they didn't they reach out to us one time. Tony, Tony, I can't remember. I think they did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's been a while. Uh, that ending with him playing the piano, and then like the uh, not an emoji heart, but you know the the less than, and then the and then a three to make a heart. Thank you, Tony. And then uh, <laughs> oh, Robert, oh, the very about. last shot of his character turning away is shattering. Alyssa commented again with wow, all of them. an amazing farewell performance. My uh, dad got me to watch the movie, and we both loved it. And then Br- Bren said, great movie. So you know what? Uh, and these were plenty of uh, people that have commented again before. So as Brian was saying, thank you guys always so much for commenting. You guys are true Hoff fans, and we hope that uh, you've enjoyed the journey with us. If you're just joining us now, go back and check it out. Yeah, and as we bring this podcast to a close... We'll be very appreciative, and but we cannot say enough about the support from our Hoff fans. But let's uh, let's do this. Let's usher in these Hunger Games. There's no games in this one. Let's but. mock this Jay. <laughs> <laughs> mock, yeah, <laughs> yeah, bird. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. I was, yeah, yeah. You lost me. You lost me. Iggy Pop, amen. Let it ride. I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Puppy. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, that's a pain thing. Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish. <laughs> I'm always home, I'm on cool. This is a process of dehypnotization. Shut, 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 shut up! Ugh. I'm going to miss hearing that theme song. The good thing about podcasts is that we could just listen anytime it's, we want. It's, it's always there. It we're, exists we're, as long as the internet exists. This is my, you know, I don't think I'll ever be worthy of a statue in some park someday or something, but this A is... statute. <laughs> I, I, have those, <laughs> I have those already. <laughs> a statue, no, but... Hey, Hoff fans! Welcome to this week's edition of the P.S. I Love Hoffman podcast, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm Brian Rodriguez. And I'm Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to talk great movies. Kyle, give me the sound effect. Give me the sound effect. And it's funny, in this one, you actually see, like, the propaganda thing, and it reminds me of, like, a crappy trailer. Oh, my God. This movie is weird and cool ways and some bad and uh i don't know if it's an improvement to our, we i think we agreed with Kara catching fire was an improvement obviously our main man was involved but i think it was a better film than the original hunger games but this i i i think it i think it falls into an awkward category since there was only three books and it's like you know and it's got that classic split uh, yeah, it's not classic. I feel like it's like a new thing. Okay, new, yeah. yeah. But, well, it's becoming kind of a classic. Yeah, film. it's becoming like what to do. But it's yeah. Mockingjay Part 1, the first part of the conclusion of the Hunger Games. Oh, the, yeah, final book, book trilogy. Yeah, book trilogy. But yeah. I, guess sto- I guess story trilogy because it's part parts of a story. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't get a games in this one. It's no, all yeah. war. I would say... 
I enjoyed it, and like I said, I, I've been enjoying this series more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. But it is definitely a movie that is feels like it's all to set up the last film. Yes, I mean most of this movie is like underground in the bunker of District Thirteen. Like we go out, we see a couple of districts. Yeah, it's like it's almost like cha- like these rules have been set and this world has been built, and then suddenly. This is new district, yeah, and it's resetting these rules and it's all these things. Not, yeah, not I mean we're not we're not getting the level. games and we have minimal locations so, and the, and the fact that it, that was broken up from a one book, it just it feels a little like out of balance for me. Well, I don't think it's fair to balance it without seeing two. You yeah, know? that's that's it's that's... it's it's there's like Godfather Part One and Godfather Part Two are separate movies, you know? Yeah. I I don't know, but I'm guessing almost that we're going to get literally parts one and two of the same story. Mm -hmm. Because it does come from the same book. Well, and this also comes from the point that they filmed it all at once. Yeah, that's a good point. So you have a lot of... Which plays a big part into into Philip Seymour Hoffman's infamous... you know, not not being CGI'd into part two, but yeah, he's I, in this. And I'm not sure if he is actually CGI'd into part two. We still got to figure that out. Um, I'm I'm read conflicting things. Yeah, uh, to I, say that they ended I, I up. I feel like I've seen some stills that looked pretty like. But I, so I was trying to look into this, uh-huh. and I've read a lot of places that say that they opted not to do that. Well, but we'll get into we'll it. We'll get into we it, it next episode. There's no episode. CGI Philip Seymour often in this one. No, we get and we kind of get some like. PSH pretty early on in this. So. Pretty early on, consistently through. Yeah, he's one of the ensemble. He's a great part of that ensemble. Um, and if you if you didn't listen to our Catching Fire podcast, please listen to that one. And we thank Kara again for being on that one because mm-hmm. you're gonna even be more confused if you listen to this. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Kyle, tell everybody what Mockingjay Part One is about. The games are over. Katniss destroyed them and started the rebellion. And now she is in the mysterious District 13. Plutarch, played by... I think it's Plutarch. Plutarch. Sorry, Plutarch. I don't I say his name that much in this one. No. So I forgot. I apologize. He, he's just like... Because, you know, he's no longer a celebrity. Just one of the gang. Now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, played by our main man, PSH. Along with President Alma Coyne, uh, newcomer to the series, Julianne Moore. Uh, want Katniss to be the symbol of the rebellion, but Katniss has some, like, some, not just some, a lot of things to figure out first. A lot of internal struggle. So that's that's what ended up being, like, part one is about. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't think I've ever seen a film like this, where it's, like, a war movie, but it's all about the propaganda aspect. At, at some points, this really reminded me of uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah, I could see that. Just because, not like that is, obviously that film is much more satirical, uh, Starship Troopers, but just, yeah, that, you know, the propaganda aspect, and definitely our our, our main man has some fun with uh, Jennifer Lawrence in this movie, and so uh, Plutarch with Katniss as far as kind of being her director at least you know in the, in the studio yeah yeah uh huh well Rotten Tomatoes 66% not that great but it's still like 
a good, you know. Yeah, but that's fresh. not that great for. It's not that great yeah. for these. These are like the lower ranking, both of them. But seventy-one percent audience, so better. Uh, but the the part two of this, Mockingjay, Mockingjay Part Two, is the opposite. It is higher critic at seventy, and a lower audience, sixty-six. Now we're talking like percentages here. Yeah. But it's just interesting. Um, okay, you know, it. <sighs> It is weird, though. It's just a weird film, and not in, like, a cool kind of weird. It's, like, a weirdly structured film. Yeah, well, it just... It it doesn't have, I feel, like, a full encompassing... Like, like the acts aren't, like you said, like, structure, so structure-wise, it's just not the best flowing. And they, I feel like they linger on some scenes a little bit longer that they wouldn't have if someone said, no, you're making this into a two hour and 40, like not an egregiously long movie, not Lord of the Rings, three hours plus. But if they said, you know, a Dark Knight Rises, two hours and 45 minutes. They could have made it three though. I think that, I mean, I get it because probably like younger people's attention spans. And they want to make more money. Yes. I mean, (laughs) ultimately that's what it is. But it feels like almost any book could probably be made into two movies. Yeah, in the m- most cases, but not like obviously. But then the book was wasn't written that way. Not that books and films are written the same, like structurally the same way. But uh, no, I mean we're so we're, we're we're film guys, right? We're so used. to... That's the, why books translate to TV better than film. I think in most sometimes. Cases. I think though, you know, we're so used to the language of film that it's weird when this happens, you know? Mm. Uh, have you ever seen... I guess I'll ask this. Have you ever seen um, them do this? I know it's po- very, fairly popular now, but have you personally watched, like, Harry Potter did it for the last book? Uh, yeah. I think Twilight might have done it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Twilight did it. I don't think Divergent series did it, because I think they'd no, like, they they run out of steam that. by that yeah. point. Um. I don't know the other like Fifty Shades of Grey didn't do it because I think it was also like no uh, oh running out of steam I'm sure if they were doing well they probably would have found a way to do it um, yeah so have you personally not seen something that did this I get I mean the only other one I can think of is like a Harry Potter so I I saw the Harry Potters and they were like pretty good but it it's felt like one of those things like okay I need yeah. a second half. So I did not hate this movie. I actually liked this movie. But I feel like I liked it because I'm watching all the Hunger Games in a row. I don't think this is one where you could just pop in. I think Catching Fire, you might be a little confused. Mm-hmm. But I think you'd like get into the rhythm of it and, 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 and kind of understand it quickly and pick up where they left off. Yeah. But I don't think you could just pop into this one. I've ne- so I've never seen this one before. Okay. I've see- and again, this one... I, I had seen the ending. I'd seen the like Peta choking her, like that part or whatever. But just the beginning of this movie, and I, I watched it. I found it like for free online. I didn't feel like paying. Uh, and it had you know like the t- like the studio you know cards and stuff like that. But just the way it begun, I was like, is this the is this the beginning? Like, since I wasn't watching it on like an official thing like Amazon or yeah. whatever, I was like, is is this the beginning? It just felt like the last movie ended on that plane, 
and they're heading to 13, and you've got, hey, Mitch, and uh, Plutarch, and um, uh, Finnick, and then uh, I'm totally B- 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 BT, right? That's, uh, oh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright, yeah. Uh, I think he's passed out on a table in, like, you know, where like where Katniss was. And, that, and that's where that movie ended. This one, she wakes up, and it seems like she's kind of... Uh, again, obviously, like the last movie where she's a character that's really struggling and has PTSD, but it just all of a sudden Finnick, also Finnick was very like a weak character in this movie versus the last movie, uh, and he seemed fine on the plane. Like I was, it was just really if it would put me in a kind of like a perplexed state just as far as like, oh, am I am I missing something? I liked that though. I liked that it put us in a perplexed perplexed state because I felt like that so Finnick that's a great example I didn't mind that he was that way because what the hell does he know he's been like living in his district in the capital back and forth kind of being a celebrity he's joined this cause he doesn't like he doesn't know what he's getting into kind of and one time has passed right He's, yeah. he's living underground, and suddenly he's in this thing. I get, like, how he's kind of broken. Also, he's been away from my... I guess that's his girlfriend? Yeah. I didn't, like, realize that. He kind of... I don't know. I, I, I wasn't sure. I forgot about that character completely. Do we even, like, see her a lot in Catching Fire? No, because the older lady... From right? Fire. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. And he just... How did they get her to the capital that felt like I don't know if that's in the book or not but that felt kind of like forced like well, I think because that's like a closer district like they went and they grabbed something to like you know since they know that felt like a forced element so we could care about him more and so uh-huh. we could understand yeah. more of his yeah. broken I got why he was broken because of that yeah but it was like oh by the way they got this girl too oh god damn it kind of yeah. thing we don't get any info from the capital except that you know it, like that that point yeah. wasn't he, I, I never really like liked his character too much it's not his fault no no i yeah i I guess just since like time has passed like i don't know just uh i i i was just a little like thrown back just from like this i i felt like it was a bit of like an awkward beginning i because secretly not secretly i'm talking about it but i want this movie to to be darker you know, I, I wanted the first one to be done. That was I, like, a, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, I want like I like that the confusion. I like, I think, um, I think that they should have made it a little bit more confusing. They should like, for instance, okay, in Catching Fire, Plutarch, our guy, we're not really sure what side he's on. Yeah, you know, I wish we had more elements of that. I wish there was more Katniss being like she's like. She's more like, oh, I don't want to fight for you because I want to save Pita. She's not like, well, how do I know I can trust you guys? Or like, why am I working for this government over that government? Yeah. Like, that's like, you know, I feel like that, I, I that's know, where they should have I, swayed I know, the confusion. I know without like saying to, I know certain things. And if, because this is one book that ex- I'll, I'll just say this, what you're suggesting, like kind of like exists as like the book. But we're missing it as a well. Part. No, yeah, no, I know, and I know some things too. But let's not mention it so we don't spoil the next yeah film. But there is like you're making two movies like this. You gotta sew some of that. 
I completely agree. You know, in the yeah. first, and rather than just, it felt like we were reading chapters instead. Same, yeah. same director, right? Francis Lawrence, yes. And I mean, we've got it's a great cast. There's a few new people, but uh, you know, we've got Jennifer Lawrence, Josh Hutcherson. Uh, Liam Hemsworth, Woody Harrelson, Donald Sutherland, Jeffrey Wright, Stanley Tucci, obviously Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, Sam Claffin, Elizabeth Banks, and then like the newcomers like uh, are really um, Julianne Moore, who plays President Alma Coyne. And it's nice because this is somebody who Philip Seymour Hoffman collaborated with a lot. In yeah, his this earlier is the fourth, fourth and final for, collaboration. For well. The next one would oh, be. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot. Figured yeah. it was like one mocking Jay, but yeah. Should have been. But, <laughs> but yeah, and it hasn't been. What was the last one? Uh, the last one was. Magnolia came out after. Yeah, Magnolia. Lebowski. And they do it actually. Went Bo- Boogie Nights, Big Lebowski, Magnolia. Yeah, and they. Do they share scenes in all of them? Mm, yes. Yes. But, Le- Lebowski's the one. No, she doesn't. No, mind. she doesn't share. She's not in a scene with him in Lebowski. Okay, that's. I didn't think so. Yeah. But obviously, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, though, they're not like main interacting characters, no. but they're in like ensemble together. Yes. And then Magnolia, of course. Yeah. Um, and then the other newcomers are Ma- uh, Marshala Ali, who plays Boggs. Oscar then, winner. Well, that's. I'm gonna get to that, but Natalie I don't know what you're gonna say. I don't predict like I don't predict your lines. Uh, you then uh, like Nat, Nat, Natalie Dormer uh, plays not an Oscar winner. No, uh, Chris, Chris, uh, Cressida. Cressida, right? Oh yeah, that's my, that, my D looks like an L uh, <laughs> from yeah, Game Cressida. of Thrones, of course. Yes, Marjorie Tyrell. So a lot of I so, so when I you know when she first got cast on Game of Thrones yeah. or like was doing a lot of press events I was like why does she is she like a badass why the hell does she have half her head <laughs> yeah. shaved and then of course it's from doing the Hunger Games yeah uh, and then the last one I just wrote down so it's Eldon Henson and that's he plays uh, Pollux Pollux and that, well that's that's Fulton from Mighty Ducks yes so Fulton from Mighty Ducks yeah. he's also in like the New Daredevil right? yeah New Daredevil right. yeah he plays Foggy Bottom. Is it Foggy Nelson? Foggy Nelson, yeah, not Foggy Bottom. Is it Foggy Sorry, Bottom in neighborhood? Neighborhood in DC, yeah. <laughs> DC fans, what's up? What's up? Another DC character is from, uh, what's his name? You just said uh, Ali. He's oh. uh, Remy Danton and yes, House and of Cards. House of Cards, yeah. But he uh, won his Oscar for Moonlight. Yes, so uh, as you said, an- another Oscar winner. So we've got Jennifer Lawrence, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Julianne Moore, and Mar- Marshala Ali. Cool. Are four. And then there was plenty of other. There was also uh, uh, Woody Harrelson and Stanley Tucci have both been nominated for Oscars. I don't think Donald Sutherland. Yeah, we, we said this, I think, on the last episode yeah, of the surprised. one before that Donald Sutherland has no noms. Yeah. Crazy. Ordinary people want, you know, like, I, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And those are the only, by the way, those are the only two. The fourth collaboration with Julianne Moore and four Oscar winners. That's like the two, uh, like substantial Philip Seymour Hoffman trivia. So uh, again, and he's with Jeffrey Wright, who he's acted with before. Yes. Now this is third. Who's collab. in a wheelchair now? In this movie. Okay, that's one thing that, like, yeah, time has passed. But I love how Katniss wakes up. Yeah. She clearly hasn't seen him for a while. Yeah. And she's like, dude, oh my god, you're in a wheelchair. You know, she like. She gives us one look at one point, like, oh, you're in a wheelchair now. <laughs> but whatevs. Yeah. It's. Again, and, and this series too, like you know, like you said, you wanted to get darker. I from the get go wanted this series to be darker, but it's a young adult series. But I just hear kids 
are forced to fight to you know the death. I'm just like, oh, so, you know, sign me up for this weird post. Kid, not to get political, but kids in America go to school and they get shot. You know, like we can make this darker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but there's still like some pretty, and we're definitely we're gonna play a clip where, like I said, like. But you know the Plutarch and uh, but I should really say Phillips and Hoffman and Jennifer Lawrence have fun in this scene or whatever, uh, and we get to see a little bit of uh, uh, PSH's comedic chops. But that's like it is like there still is like light moments in now this movie has like we 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 see the aftermath of a genocide in this movie. Yeah. Okay. So one of that that's one of the weird things with this time delay that you're saying. We, if we picked up right after the last book, perhaps we didn't need to spend an hour of more of this film explaining what happened while she was asleep. Yeah, that's essentially what they do. I, Which again, I, like, I kinda, yeah. if it was a mini series or something, I wouldn't mind it as much. Or if I watched the movies back to back, maybe. I want them landing in thirteen. They're just like they just eliminated twelve, or like they're flying over, and all of a sudden they because they're in stealth mode or something, they see, like, you know, other all the bombers going off and she's freaking out on the plane. I don't know. Just a few things could have been differently. Like, this whole time she's been there for, like, she's been there for a month and they're getting cabin fever and that explains uh, Finnick, like, now really, like, he seemed normal on the plane, but now he's been, you know, like, finds out that his girlfriend, wife, whatever she is, uh, has been... Maybe sister, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it was just I, I don't know. There was there's a few things that I don't, I don't know exactly how it plays in the books. I don't I don't read really at all anyway. But I don't ever plan on reading the Hunger Games books. Uh, maybe yeah. I'll, maybe I'll read again. It. It's it's maybe this I'll is just it. this is exposition. You know. Yeah. The, almost the entire time, which is not it's not terrible. Like if you're gonna do that, it's not a bad movie. Not not by any stretch. It's just. No, there's, I mean, there's plenty of movies that are, I mean, like the second Cloverfield movie, I mean, talk about, like, that takes place, like, in a bunker underground, and, like, it, it's not, you know, because I said before, like, less locations and that kind of stuff. No, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think that was a criticism necessarily. Yeah. I mean, we love that movie. You know, Carnage, because there really example, isn't, there, like, the other movie, like, the games, like, you've got some, like, there's the little bit of, when they go to District 8, there's, like, that action, and then the only other action, really, in the movie is we see a few, like, in the logging place they do, they climb the trees, it looks like... Uh, like the new Planet of the Apes or whatever, like they climb the trees really fast and then bomb shit, and then there's the dam that blows up. So like that kind of action happens, but they're really, it's not to the level since we don't have the games. It's not until part two that we get like all this craziness. And at least I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again, for one two. character that I'm very, very, very happy with how things are going. Well, maybe not. I'm happy for her, but I'm happy with her arc is Effie, who. To me, could have been like this nothing fucking character. Uh huh. This like over the top character. It might be, you know, it's one of Elizabeth Banks' best roles, I think. Yeah. In terms, she's like broken now, but she's still. So, so just to set the tone, kind of Effie. Did they take her there or something? That. Yeah, I get. I mean, they just. They. I don't know where she. I. I would assume she was in the capital during the games. I would think that's. Like yeah, I think little... that you know when Hoffman left, she probably left. 
Yeah, like, he like probably say, scooped you're, you're, her yeah, up yeah, and yeah, said, like, coming with me. Yeah. Maybe she knew too much. Yeah, I think it was one of those things that she probably. Well, um, so we learned, and I and I wrote down, no, Lenny Kravitz. Yes, Senna uh, is actually dead. We had this debate last time. Yeah. So I I think she probably learned that, and guilty by association. I think that's what it falls into. So I think. Yeah, she, uh, yeah I think Plutarch. Protection. I think right, Plutarch yeah. tried to do the right thing and feel felt like you know. And but by all means, he he's he's a schemer. He's he's in he's in you know like showbiz in a way. You know he's in this. Of course, yeah. He's you know our PR guy in this. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and she doesn't have any of her wigs. She doesn't have any of her dresses, but she's making the most of a bad situation. Yeah. And she's like one of the most inspiring. What's that ca- called? Like a head wrap? I don't know. Yeah, I guess a head wrap, yeah. She's like one of the most inspiring characters to me, believe it or not, because she's like used. She's used to like the rich. The glitz and glamour, yeah. yeah. Glitz and glamour, and she's yeah. just like making, again, making the most of it. Yeah. And, and turning like what terrible for her into something great. Is she like a revolutionary? No, not necessarily, but. She's like, she's built like a kinship and a family, especially with Katniss yes. and and even your guy, Hey Mitch. Hey Mitch. Um, you know, the, the, that that's like nice and great. But the, Hoffman shares a good, really good scene with her when he's just trying to, you know, convince her to. Yeah, we should be. Yeah, because Katniss is being catty. <laughs> yeah. So you know, <laughs> and yeah, there's a cat in this film. There is a cat. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's play. Let's play that clip for you. Is the visiting hours again? Miss Trinket. You see this door. It opens from the inside. I've told you these are the standard living quarters, same as everyone. You're not a prisoner. You're free to join the rest of 13. Not spoken like this. Thank you very much. We have a bigger issue than wardrobe, Miss Trinket. Katniss has agreed to be the Mockingjay. Oh, that poor thing. And your girl on fire is burnt out. I need you to join this team now. I need someone she trusts. What about Hamish? He's drying out in some facility a mile down. Aiding rebels is not really my forte. Miss Trinket, your days in the capital are over. No matter what happens here. If you want to play a prisoner of war, fine. Stay here and rot. I'll find someone else to be the Mockingjay's escort. Who? Anyone can be replaced. Not your Mockingjay. There isn't a soul in this dungeon who knows the first thing about Katniss. You honestly believe one of these cave dwellers is going to take my place? No. So he goes, he's talking to Effie. He needs her to help Katniss. Katniss is, you know, she has conditions. She, you know, PSH sees, like, her passion and wants her to be the Mockingjay, this human, not just, like, I mean, the symbol of the Mockingjay, as we saw in Catching Fires, being spray-painted places, people are doing the three-finger thing, and whistling, and all that, but they need her to be, I don't know, the, you know, the the painting of Washington crossing the Delaware. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, like, a, a symbol for this new movement, I this guess our John rebellion. Hancock, I don't know if everyone knew that he 
wrote his name really big on the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she literally almost is the Declaration of Independence, you know, yeah. in a television world. Like, she is just, like, that symbol. She's the one who's inspired all these people, essentially, to rebel. And they just want her to continue to do that. But I thought it was, like, conflicting. I think they should have played it up more, and I guess this is what I was saying before. Like, that should have been played up more, like, you're using me like they were using me. Yeah. Like, everyone's fucking using me for their own cause, and that's annoying. But she it was just like, PETA! You know? <laughs> that's my reasoning! Yeah, this is definitely, I think, so far... I mean, you know, I'm not saying she's bad, but... Uh, like Jennifer, the just the, I guess again it's split up into two. So, we'll we'll talk about it more. But as of right now, I, I think she's de- Jennifer Lawrence is like knocked a peg down a little bit as far as her. I guess maybe it was just because of the content that they're giving her in this film. You know, she has definitely some. I mean, she has. I found out she has a beautiful voice. I know she. I know she's saying in like other movie, but this one that's very. It was actually in a uh, Golden Globe nominated uh, song. Yeah, I really liked that song. That was a yeah. cool song. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's her fault or. Look, you're an actor, right? You're filming two things back to back. When you film two things back to back, doesn't yeah. Rarely does it ever work because you're getting the full script and like, oh, that's great. You know? Yeah. But it's hard to like almost process that way. Can you even name not even book adaptations like two things that were filmed back to back that that ended up doing well? Well, like, I, technically they filmed all the Lord of the Rings in the same time. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, well, off the top of my head, I can't think of any. You know, the, like there's like the Matrix, the two Matrix ones. Oh yeah, yeah. which did, didn't do well. Yeah, no, I mean they did well, but they were like, no. But two and three are like crap. <laughs> yeah, like definitely considered, especially yeah, considered much more. Any, I feel like any time they do this, we all get hyped up. Yeah, and then it's like, oh yeah, well. Wait, what are they? Oh, well, they're. I guess we'll uh, know. Kind of soon, but then definitely almost a little over a year from now because they did that for Infinity War. Yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see. That I knew there was something on my that's head. That's going to be I'm, interesting. That's what I'm thinking about. That's yeah. going to be interesting, actually. That's a good example because, I mean, I don't That's know. also, those are then also the culmination of, like, we're talking 18 fucking films. <laughs> so it's just, that's just a whole, but that's, I knew there was, there was something on my mind. Well, like, yes, what am Infinity I War about? might be one of the most ambitious films. Yeah, it's got like 72 ever. main characters. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, no, I don't know, you know. Yeah. But it, it, it's fun to talk about and fun to compare. The biggest, the star of Game of Thrones, like, head you know, Cap- Peter Dinklage is in Infinity War and isn't, like, no one even, like, really knows, like, except for, like, you know, when people all of a sudden just, like, realize, like, I read a while ago and then there's speculation with character, yada, yada, yada. But we're talking TV, one of TV's biggest stars is in a movie and, like, everyone's just like, eh. like, you know, it's just like, he, you know, his name was just found on a poster the other day. But, uh, yeah, so I, no, I really, I really like that. It was kind of great uh, you know Elizabeth Banks. She's oh, Effie, been, yeah. She's been a, she's been around for a while, mm-hmm. but just to see her go toe to toe with PSH, I think it's a testament to that. Like, yeah, I mean, you know? no one would would ever say Elizabeth Banks is like in Philip Seymour Hoffman's. No, and I don't necessarily like. Do I do I put PSH with like De Niro? Yes, I do. But yeah. Um. 
you know, I'm just trying to think like what he experienced. So like back when he was in Flawless, I'm trying to think. I mean, and also they're a bit more separate. They're a bit more separated in age. Robert De Niro and Philip Seymour Hoffman from Elizabeth Banks and Philip Seymour Hoffman. But you know, she, I, I think it was just uh, as a you know woman that woman that tends to be in a lot of comedy. Yeah, like rom coms and stuff. Rom coms. Like. It's just a, I think it was a really good like you said, she's definitely become one of my more favorite characters. Unfortunately, uh, Hamish didn't have a uh, big like. But they had a nice they had a nice little moment in this. They film. did, and I think I feel like they, they, there's like something happening. There. I think so. I think so too. I hope so. Like, also, yeah. you know this term ship that everyone's using? What? Ship. It's like, oh, I'm shipping these characters, I'm shipping that character. Okay. So it's a term people use, Kyle. I'm going to educate you with the younger people's lingo yeah. today. Uh, for instance, That's the, awesome. you know what the biggest shipping in, you mentioned Game UPS? of Thrones? Oh, uh. well, well, the biggest ship in Game of Thrones is shipping, um, what's his name? Uh, why am I forgetting that? Gale? No, no, no. What's the Gale. redhead? The guy you like, we all like. Redhead, in, oh, in Game of Thrones, Tormund, Tormund, and Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, like that's like everyone's shipping that relationship. That means it's like you see two characters on TV uh-huh. that you just really want them to get together. Oh, so sometimes ship, they do. Wait, is ship shipping is? I believe it comes from relationship. Uh, um, duh, that makes. I believe sense. so. Yeah, that, yeah um, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, people again, if you've seen the whole that, Hunger Games, well, yeah, relationships so are not. It could be platonic as well, because definitely they're going for that with uh, now. Because everyone loved it in season two of Stranger Things, but Dusty and the why am I thinking of oh, I'm yeah, forgetting yeah. the older kid's name? And, yeah, um, it's just like it's it's this is something that people do a lot now. Mm-hmm. They were probably doing it at the time. Maybe they didn't call it that. And we look at the Hunger Games because we're not too familiar with the series. I'm definitely shipping. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 Mitch and and, yeah, and Effie. Effie, you know, and, and I'm I need to be rewarded with this. Something needs to happen, but uh, yeah, because they came. They're they're both like the coaches or whatever they're called, the escort, whatever. And well, they kind of are like. I mean, I know we we don't really get that. We get more of Katniss's sister in this movie, but like the mom and the sister have always kind of, ironically, because her sister is like the catalyst. For, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first movie, and then obviously you know the series and everything like that, but. Uh, the you know I mean her father has passed away. We see a picture of him in this movie that she goes and rescues or takes back. But they've always been like a maternal paternal kind of you know figures, uh, Effie and Hamish. Yeah, and and they've been like almost polar. So they opposites. need to bang. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to, he needs to be stone cold sober, and she has to have no makeup, and that's how you know love is real. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Because they're yeah. stripped of their crutches almost. Yes. And they're just human. Oh. Anyway, so, but, but you're absolutely right. Um, by the way, I have to say, Haymitch is sober in this film because they do not allow alcohol in District 13. And that's why, I, like you're saying, like Katniss is in questioning, I don't trust those, <laughs> I don't trust those guys. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, but you say a nice little dinner cordial every once in a while, you know. But back to what you said, though, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Elizabeth Banks, like she... She holds her own, which is great yeah. and just awesome. Like it, it's awesome. I feel like she should. Now that this is a drama film, mm. but I feel like she should take more dramatic roles. And she, I mean, if well, after she, this, she also then att- she's gone into directing. Yeah, but so. not you know. Did she do Pitch Perfect and stuff? Pitch Perfect too. Yeah, Pitch Perfect too. No, yeah. I'm just saying she's definitely she's expanding her. Yeah, she's more respected. But, yeah, but I hope she does some other like toe to toe great actors. Sure, stuff. Yeah. So. 
Effie does a good job, I guess, of helping Katniss feel welcome. Um, yeah, I, I really, I again, it's she's as you said, one of your favorite characters. She's becoming one of my favorite characters. I love just there's a nice, for, and Katniss is really she's you know seen better days. Uh, there's just a very nice warm embrace, Effie and Katniss meeting again, and it's like you know the band's back together kind of. Yeah, vibe. some of them, you know, some have died. Senna, yeah. rest in peace. Peta, I'm like whatever. He could stay in the Capitol, so I'm so I'm concerned. I I really don't like. I don't like the way Josh Hutcherson looks. I don't like him. I How just, could you? Why would you choose Zach over Hemsworth? That's and you know what? And Katniss is a bit of and Lady Hoff fans, forgive me. She's a bit of a cock tease. She's, she's not a. Bit, a I, I will defend her. She's not a quote unquote cock tease. Ball buster. No, come on. She's blue, not like, blue, 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 ballsy. Like she was like forced. He to calls it. her out on it. There, at least again, like I'm not saying one can interpret it one way, but the movie's kind of telling us, at least from his perspective as well, that Who's like Peters. No, from uh, Gales, because Gale. he says, "Oh, you just always come to me when you need a shoulder to cry on." But then she gives like a little kiss on the cheek, and then they make out, and then like, and even in this was. Uh, as far as trivia goes, Jennifer Lawrence w- always made sure to eat really smelly foods to bother uh, uh, <laughs> I saw that, yeah. Hemsworth in their kissing scene. <laughs> That's just funny. I don't I, I, like. I don't. I don't care about any of this. But like, <laughs> but but I think as far as the character goes, yeah. She. I, I'm not saying she's dealt with a lot of shit. But she. So. But, okay. Yeah. Like, but she, is she forced to pick one of these guys? Is that what you're saying? We need to be that she has to pick one. Well, she, she has should, to. She should. I mean, it, who then? Who eventually? Oh, Finnick. And but no. But then it just comes to what I again. I. I. He didn't have much to do in this movie, and it just felt kind of lazy. Then like they were like, oh, we need to give. It felt like they were like, oh, we need to give Finnick a scene, like one more scene before <laughs> he's reunited. And he says like, it's almost like that crappy like Joseph Gordon-Levitt saying the Batman Dark Knight Rises like, uh, when I was a kid, and you came to the orphanage. I could tell. It's just like I see it like. You know, when PETA was unconscious, like, you love him. It's like, <laughs> ah, it's just, it, it's been teased so much since the first movie. It's just. So you're saying she has to choose? She could be. Uh, yeah, well, th- at this at this point in the story, like, I'm not, I'm so not trying to. In uh, your life, if two attractive ladies were after you, you'd feel like you'd have to choose? Well, as we both know, I'm a shallow man, so if they're both attractive, <laughs> then I'll just choose the more attractive one, or the one that has the that's, better personality out of the both attractive ones. But that's debatable. Oh, not really in this, honestly. No, there's somebody to choose. <laughs> choose somebody. I know, it's but just, she doesn't know. I don't, I don't think a woman should be forced to choose by society, Kyle. I'm not like But you. then she does, so she does. Like, I don't she, know that. I don't know that. Way to spoil things for me. I didn't spoil it. I said she does. She chooses somebody. She chooses somebody. I, but I, so I didn't yeah. say it was either of them. She chooses somebody. <laughs> she ends up with Fulton. Yeah, but we. Yes, I wish. But <laughs> no, we that would all, never work. His con- tongue was cut out. Oh God. <laughs> but we always, always think that things end where the movie ends. You know. Yeah. We don't know. She could choose somebody, and then. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know. Okay. I, like so. so. So I'm not so consumed with. Like, oh, I need her to choose somebody. I just don't find PETA to have any attractive qualities. Well, there we go. And that's what that's ultimately what it stems from. I'm like, 
It seems like there's a really good, and he goes out on a mission for Peta. He brought, like, he saved her. Uh, he seems mom like a better and, dude. He does. Yeah, exactly. He just he, he just seems like a far better choice. So that's also where all this. <laughs> so my, I think, my, my vocal angst. I from. think what you're more trying to say is, if she has to choose. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Why Thank you. Thank Peter. you for. Yeah. That's a. You know. I'm never I, seeing someone like you can do whatever the fuck you want, but it just seems it just at this point it more seems like from it seems like poor writing like they're like we just got to keep some kind of thing going again not not less about the these fake characters and we said this or, and we said this last week this is probably the least interesting thing about this series to me yeah well uh, let's put it this way as as far as a big thing in uh like a, like articles talking about modern films like what you know for let's go my all-time you know favorite movie series of all time star wars they're saying you know, it was like, oh, is Ray and Finn, or then there was like, is Finn and Poe gonna end up in something? Is then <laughs> is Ray and uh, uh, Kylo Ren gonna end up? It's just, and then pl- plenty of people were like, well, why does she need to have? Why does there need to be, or at least the main character have a love interest in this? I mean, Luke didn't even have. Love there was hardly kissing. a love angle in Star Wars until the later, you know, films. Yeah, I mean the prequels really made. Oh, no, no. I mean that was yeah. Screw uh, the prequels. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, I meant like, well, you know, that you obviously you have the Han and Leia thing. And that becomes a big element in Empire, but it's not heavy played. It's not. It doesn't matter in the end. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like Han did it because of his love for Leia. We we could debate that to the cows come sure. if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I you know it, it's not a big part of it. And to me, this is like a similar thing. No, so I'm it saying, should be yeah. like at least for what I care about. Yeah, this is not something that I I, I don't need to see a love story. I don't, I don't I hate and have films. We always need to see a fucking love story mm-hmm. or like a love angle. Someone needs to kiss somebody. But but I'll take it back a little and understand. This is young adult. Yeah, exactly. These are you know this is your hormones are going off. Oh my god, I remember you, those days. You want to see it. You still in those days, Kyle? I am. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, hum- I, I get. I it. hunger these games. <laughs> the games. I this hunger. is you and your your very rudimentary puns today. <laughs> <laughs> but they they need that for this audience. You know? Yes, that's. I think ultimately that's like the slap in the face that anyone that deep dives is like you. you, you yeah. Yeah. Do you realize what you're deep yeah. diving? Yeah. <laughs> so back play, play of the crowd. Know your audience. Play of the crowd. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of our audience and our crowd, this is a Philip Seymour Hoffman podcast. Yes. So we should talk more about his character. And, and we said he's in a lot of scenes, but not a lot of solo stuff. Uh, yeah. So it's it's t- like we always love playing clips for you. So the but next one is, a, yeah. is one kind of right. At, very 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 much soon after the F.E. scene. Yeah, I want to say I did like the, and we couldn't find the clip, but the, I did like his little interaction with Julianne Moore at the beginning. In terms yeah, of like, couldn't find this it. This is my girl, kind of thing. Yeah. like she's like, "This is who you promised me." He's like, "Yeah, trust me." You know. Yeah. She's cool, but we have this scene though. That's also like a pretty good scene because this is a lo- this movie is a lot about. I wouldn't call this a showbiz film, but I feel like it's a lot of behind the camera stuff. It's all it's yeah, but it's like it's very propaganda esque. It, but it's like it's like one of the most directing films I've ever seen. One of the most films where you see like 
directors directing stuff. Yeah, almost like insight to the industry. Yeah, like like, cre- like an industry cre- like creationism of video. <laughs> what was the film that why it's I'm forgetting State of Maine. State of Maine. Yeah, yeah. A Hoffman film. Where it's, it's definitely not that, but it's kind of like we're getting this. So so l- let's play the clip and then we'll talk about it. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Okay, let's bring up the setting. Huh. Little wind. Okay, Katniss. We're going to start you down on one knee. Okay. And as you rise up, you're going to hold your flag in the air and deliver your line. And remember, you've just stormed the outskirts of the Capitol, arm in arm with your brothers and sisters. Okay. Whenever you're ready. We fight, we dare, we... Does she know the line? I know, I know it, okay. I know it, I'm right. sorry. She's it warming up. Okay. okay, all right, with energy, go. People of Penham, we fight, we dare to end this hunger for justice. You've just been in battle. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so- excuse my offers. You've just been in battle. Try it again. Whenever you're ready. So in this scene, he's in like the booth, and Katniss is in front of. I mean, not a green screen, but it makes this whole digital, uh, you know, rubble behind her, and she's holding this thing that will end up being a flag in one hand and her bow in another, and she's got her uniform that uh, that Cinna made for her before he before he was you know he he did it already because he was part of. We didn't know this either. He was definitely part of like third. You know, yeah, 13. something I had questioned last time. I didn't know if he was just like a creative fashion designer or part yeah. of like the. It was both. He was yeah, both. both. Yeah, and uh, I, yeah, like I love P- PSH in this movie again. Like even the first scene that we get with him when Katniss goes and talks to him in like the boardroom or whatever. He's I like he's like kind of like hunched over a little bit. Like he's I feel like he's definitely. You know, like I mean, uh, Julianne Moore says to him at one point, you know, you're not, uh, you're used to the the capital lifestyle. Like this is what it's like bunkering under down, especially when the bombs are being dropped later, and he's really nervous. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you have no experience in this. Like you know, like I'm not going to talk with you. But anyway, in this scene, we got that funny. I I, I love when he just kind of yells like, "You've just been in battle!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> like really, because she's not. A, you know, she's not she's not an actor in that world, and so what he's seen needs to come out of her. And I love that it's later on. Then like uh, Haymitch kind of brings it to their attention when he when he comes uh, out from his little, I guess, sobering up sabbatical. Yeah, Katniss, not a good actor, you know. Yeah. Um, two things I thought of when I saw this scene, like. One slightly meta and one more meta. The first was this was Plutarch, the game maker again. You know, yeah, he's to back. Control yeah. yeah, the elements and control this world. But it also made me think, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, like the play director. And mm. I can't believe it didn't click with me in the previous film. Like a Hunger Games game director is the sickest in both sense of the word in terms of like gross but also like again the hip Illest. kid lingo yeah. you know because we're trying to play to our teen audience now mm-hmm. it's like the sickest writing directing creating gig you it's can ever get awesome. yeah. 
you know, you're, you're making this whole world and game. Yeah, unfortunately, people have to die, but it's like, it's a complete immersive theater, similar to Connectedy New York, you yeah. know? It, it's funny, and, and it, it were just, it's so Hoffman to me. Like, not maybe in this post-apocalyptic world, but when we strip the veneers of that and realize what he is in he's, this film. Yeah, he's channeling what he's experiencing. Yeah. yeah. Putting on his productions for yeah. Labyrinth. So so I, I love it. because I bet jokes were made between him and, like, Jeffrey Wright. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, ah, that reminds me of when you directed, like, Oedipus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, I, but, like, it's that. So I'm more and more understanding why Hoffman would have been drawn to this role. Yeah. How he would have connected to this role. That and seems... we know he was also a political... He was, Like, from the documentary that he, uh, like, hosted, uh, The Party's Over, he was politically involved yeah. and was interested in the game of politics. So I think that, combi- like you said, combined with uh, real-life you know, directing of stage and one time with a uh, uh, film that, yeah, he really enjoyed this kind of character. And, you know, it was... Why not Why not be in a franchise like this? I, I think it also... I mean, the series was... It's, it, you know, it's not as big of a commitment as a, you know, uh, Harry Potter movie or something like no. that. No. Uh, I don't think we've talked enough today about just the fact that this is his last work and why he... You know, would take on this role. So, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm glad we're talking about it. I think that he'd still like again. This is something I mentioned last week. I was afraid that he was going to lose it. I still think when he's acting here that he's he's not he's mailing it. it in. He's got he's, it. He's commanding a presence, and this is exactly why they cast him in this just film the, and in this series. The veteranship of him is just clear and present. I mean, him and Julianne Moore, they both really command the screen in this film. Uh, I mean, everyone does a really good job. Again, love Elizabeth Bay, uh, Banks, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, obviously. Even, like, Mar- Marshala Ali. Like, not that his character is interesting, but he's just a really uh, great actor. Uh, and, you know, he's got some, I guess, you know, I mean, just fun scenes. Yeah. But, but yeah, PSH, I mean, you know. We're fans, uh, but it, in the end, it was just it's kind of fun because it's it's a bit of it's like you know a different character for him, and it's just fun to see him in this uh, very in depth. You know, like it, it's a movie that also as an actor, you know, you, you said it on Catching Fire episode that you read that he really him and Jeffrey Wright were interested and really got like into it and read, then read the books and but it's just a I think a lot that of like a the kind of character that you could write so much backstory as like an actor. Yeah, for that, sure. that he just has in his head, I bet he's, you know, has just all these other stories of like I directed this person and this you know from District Three and they gave me this like you know. So I rented this on Amazon mm-hmm. and I remember texting him like, "Wow, this is a long movie. What the hell?" Wow. But you're like, "Really?" Yeah, I was like, "How really was it?" You think like, it's long? Like yeah, two hours. And I yeah. said, "It says two. I'm like looking. It says two hours forty seven. Then I read the description and it says special features would come after. Interesting. I've so, never seen that before. So yeah, on Amazon to rent. Yeah. So I, I let it run, and the first or second thing they had was a featurette on Philip Seymour Hoffman. And we talked about this, that maybe we'll play the clips either next week or even on, on a further Maybe next episode. week, because since, I mean, we both haven't seen it, I don't know how, 
we know he's yeah, in that movie. But regardless, and, yeah. that, that's like, you yeah. know, that's between us. Yeah. <laughs> but so many, it, it was about him, and so many actors said the same thing. Like, he brought a presence, a professionalism there, mm-hmm. and that he was just, and they had, like, outtakes with him, which were great. Uh, he just, he had such a sense of humor on set but he would just be able to like turn it on and he was questioning and curious and I can't tell you how happy that makes me because yeah. again my fear was that he just took the, I'd never seen them before yeah. that he just took these for the money and that he was just gonna like mail it in and that he was a curmudgeon on set because you know we've heard stories off air that he wasn't the most pleasant guy even even Amos Poe if you remember that episode mentioned on air that he I went, remember that episode I don't <laughs> you know, that he, he mentioned on air that uh-huh. you know, he, he he didn't have the most pleasant interaction the last time he saw him. A lot yeah. of people were saying, and, and there's a lot of uh, scholarship and interviews with people to so the last time they saw him and personally that it wasn't like the best moments for him. And this was again, but I think at just, the same time, yeah, but, but like on set, set yeah, yeah, on set he still was professional. He still, as I, far as we see, we you know, we, we, well, we know like his favorite thing was theater and directing that that world. But I think he just loved being on set. And this, at this point, we're talking. This is over twenty years of experience. You know, just a veteran. Pro, you know, like just like it's definitely got to be those like sets look like some like cool practical sets, mm-hmm. especially like the underground bunker. I think it's just like a lot to. And then you're working with like some of your oldest friends and collaborators, Julianne Moore and Jeffrey Wright, right there. I mean, they're in every scene that he's in for the most part. Yeah, and he, and Jeffrey Wright was speaking. They said that you know they would go out. like hang out after scenes and they would work on stuff and they would work through issues they were having with the film like in terms of their characters which like I said I cannot I am so it's sad because this is the last thing but I'm so happy to see that till the end till his last projects he was a worker and he was tackling his material like a professional and Mm -hmm. it shows it shows he's great in these films yeah I said before that I mean because this film is very much again it's like getting this propaganda out there and getting it to the other districts and then after they seize this opportunity when uh, people from I don't know if it's like district on the border district one in the capital but the dams that are power you know supply uh, the capital yeah I mean look there's a couple little missions here you yeah. know they blow up a dam and the capital goes quiet yeah. they try to get the people back I but mean, District we, 13 yeah. sees the opportunity and sends in a mission uh, it's like a group of people Marshall Lee's in it uh, Hemsworth is Katniss in it. doesn't go is Katniss doesn't go All she doesn't even know that's going on yeah um, and they we think that Sutherland all of a sudden then is going to like kill this whole team but then they get they come back and Peter was rescued, Joanna was rescued, and as well as, uh, I forget, Phoenix, uh, uh, whoever. His the person he Yeah, the person he cares about. Um, and it's that, this, like, was a little, like, very weird sci-fi, like, write-off kind of thing. But they gave Peter some kind of poison, and he ends up, and, like, also over time, like, what what is that called when you, like, uh associate something like I forget there's some kind of test that they do that with like dogs and so like the, the bell and stuff like that and that reminds oh me. uh Pav- Pavlov Pavlov uh it's like a really extreme version of that that they associate 
Katniss with bad things and trauma to Peta, so he eventually turns. So he starts, and we we learn that from the first Hunger Games, and Peta's thing is that he's super strong, so he pushes away. <laughs> I think Marshall Ali and Haymitch or something like that, and starts choking Katniss, and she ends up in a neck brace. But it's pretty much that. I mean, we don't really get to see much of uh, uh, Joanna's Plut- back. Plutarch. Joanna's back with a shaved head. Yeah, but uh, does she even have a line? Nope. Okay. <laughs> so maybe hopefully she does something really badass with an axe in the next movie. They meant they mentioned that they have a trident ready for Finnick when he's ready, so I feel like that's coming in part two. Um Yeah, so I mean it's just you know, uh We leave it very open ended and not uh, yeah, look Well we see him one more time, PSH. And that's because Julianne Moore or the you know pr- the president coin speaks a few times and he even gives I love that he gives her notes and you know, she kind of is dismissive towards him. But you see, she it feels like she put on like a little bit more makeup to talk to people in like mm-hmm. the big tube, underground tube thing. But I love that we see Plutarch mouthing the words that he like wrote for her speech. And so that's just like... Always a director, always an architect. Yes. And it, I mean, the final image is Katniss walks up and sees Peter like thrashing back and forth because he's been poisoned and... Uh, uh, you know, something, totally, whatever. I mean, yeah, brain, brainwashed. <laughs> Screw Peta. And uh, <laughs> and then I mean, the last. Then we get at this point he did he had passed away. So in the, this film as well, we get in in uh, memory of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, um, I. Uh, it leaves me wanting more, but it just again, it feels like. A, I'm looking forward to the conclusion of not this podcast, but this uh, uh, movie. Yeah, it's series. bittersweet, you know. Yes, but. I don't know. Like, I feel like no matter what, story-wise, I'm going to probably be saying this should have just been one movie. Yes. There's just a lot we didn't need. Like, there's, like, two missions where there should have just been one mission. Yeah. You know, like, a lot of, like, repeats, a lot of, she's not going to do it. Okay, let's convince her. Okay, she's going to do it now. Uh, But she's mentioning PETA. Yeah, it's... you, You didn't... It just feels drawn out tighter. again for for the money. Yeah. That where it's not again, it's not terrible. It's not like I'm not watching or I'm not interested in it. Yeah. Um, it's still again, and I think that shows on like the Rotten Tomato score and just a general critic consensus. It's like yeah. I'll watch it. it. And I don't think we would have lost any PSH that way. No, I don't think so I because think I don't think he. It's his not, scenes were like necessary scenes. And you know, like so, I told you the special features rolled. There's like ten deleted scenes. I'm like, what the hell were they thinking? Jeez. And some of them were good, actually. No. But, like, good but unnecessary. Like, there's one where Effie is, like, doing her makeup. And she's just like, have you girls ever seen Rouge? Because there's, like, other people doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's more... Te- but, again, we didn't need it. Because we got everything we needed to get. Again, what... what that like, Especially sci-fi... Any, like, that's real world building, I just feel like... It's just meant, or just from book, it just would be better in TV. Like if Harry Potter came out when, like, once like HBO was like, obviously HBO was like always like very good, and it was always like it's not TV, but it's they HBO. Ne- yeah, I, but, I know what you're saying, but they never Harry Potter so many books, and they only did that with the last one where they split it like that. I know, but I'm, but I'm just saying, like, you could have gotten, you know, like eight episode seasons out of like each of those but you know because there's just yeah you probably could Um, whatever you know you probably could Game of Thrones I think is one of those things where 
it's probably definitely better on TV because it's, yes. it's even, you know, even that they're cutting characters when it's on TV. I can't even imagine the things that would have gotten cut and just like the aging of people in movie. Yeah, yeah, no way. Um, I think Harry Potter is okay. I think it does it well. I think this would have been a good miniseries. Um, but I think I think maybe some of the ones that we haven't seen that didn't do as well, like, like again, like Divergent. Um, I don't know enough about Maze Runner to make that claim, you know. But I think maybe those would have been okay. But I don't think there's a network for it. No, we need the we need to. There's there no, we like, go. We need the young adult like. Young adult, yeah, but premium <laughs> subscription yeah, network. Yeah. <laughs> it almost doesn't make sense, but maybe in, maybe baby, in the world that of... that babysitting money will go. Yeah, maybe in the world of like services like Netflix and yeah, Amazon yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Now it can be done. But uh, but I don't think it was as hot at the time. No, that's why I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, but that's now cool. like it's not weird like for it, for this to be on Amazon or this to be on a Netflix. Like Stranger Things probably would never have found a home if it wasn't for a place like Netflix. Yeah. You know, that's not a show that's going to be on HBO. No. So, mm, no, eh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, so I think there is room for this now. So I think you're right. I th- maybe in the future that would w- will be a better home for this kind of stuff. But again, this series isn't bad, and we've enjoyed our ride here. And like I said, I- I'm looking forward to the conclusion of the series, not the podcast. Yes. Obviously, next week it's Hunger Games: Mockingjay Part Two. Mockingjay Part Two, um, and our last, our last film we'll talk about. Yes. But it will not be our last episode. No, we've got part uh, three. Yes, we'll be conclusion episode. We'll be recapping the third uh, act. period. Yeah, third act. <laughs> Thinking hockey. Yes, we'll be recapping the third act of his career, the final act, unfortunately. But it, it, it's a lot of meaty stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. The one of the most. I would say Act Two is the one I was most familiar with. Act One, obviously, the least yeah. familiar with. Yeah, late Act Two is like the very uh, the prime. But and this, then early Act Three, all Act cause... Three was him as Hollywood royalty, him as a star. Yeah, and what he did with it. So I'm excited to talk about that. But next week, we, you know, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Hunger Games, and again, we're still we're still working. Definitely by next week, we'll have some concrete details mm-hmm. about. Ha- a nice way that we plan to go take this podcast out. Yes. Um, so stay tuned for that. We're wrangling a bunch of young adults, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna fight to the death. Yes, we're gonna have our own little Hunger, Hunger game. game yeah. RPS Isle of Hoffman Hunger Games. Our Hoffman games. Something else we'll announce next week is something we've kind of discussed, and between this week and next week, we're gonna finalize the details. Check out our Facebook, but the other guys have done it on the CageClub.me. CageClub.me shows which is we decided we're going to have an award show you know kind of not an award show but we're going to give some Hoffman awards that you guys can vote on that'll be decided at our kind of later thing you know a lot of murky details right now but <laughs> but start to think about your favorite Hoffman performances favorite memories stuff like that favorite hairstyle of his <laughs> favorite accent he's done some frivolous stuff too. We just want what? Just what have you got? You know, what's been some things you've seen just like grow from uh, role to role, or you know, like we said, we love his little his political movies or his music movies. So just yeah, trust me, we're the last guys to leave the party. You know, we're gonna linger here as long as we can. Oh my god, yeah. So so uh, in the next, definitely by next week, 
will have this announced as well. Yes. And it'll be, you'll get a couple weeks of voting in, and we'll announce the awards. But stay tuned, especially stay tuned to our Facebook. But again, you could always find us and comment on Facebook. Find our podcast anywhere podcasts are made and sold. Yeah. Same, same bat time, same bat channel, that kind of thing. And uh, anything else you want to add, Kyle? Well, they don't say in this movie, may the odds forever be in your favor? Is it forever be in your favor? Yeah. But stay on cool. Yes. Who that, are we kidding? That, that's stay on cool, yeah. For, for one of the last times. Stay, stay on cool. Where did you come from, baby? How did you know I needed you? How did you know I needed you so badly? How did you know I'd give my heart gladly?